Buonasera tutti. Welcome back to Kimberly's Italy. It is a Saturday night. Not quite sure of the date, but whatever it is. It's the 23rd of October. 23rd of October. We're home on a Saturday night recording this because tomorrow I am off to Italy. So we have so much to do that we are recording this now, Saturday night, last minute possible. But we had to get it out because we promised our next episode would be the third episode on Venezia, on the islands of Murano, Burano, all the amazing things to do in Venezia, like the Guggenheim and the Academia and all these fantastic places to go. But we are coming up short. (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) Just to be honest. We just couldn't get it together. So we decided to record this episode kind of just on the fly because I'm leaving so early in the morning and still have so much yet to do. But we wanted to let you know that we will indeed get back to that third episode on Venezia because it's one of our favorite places. Yes. Without a doubt. Yes. But since we didn't have the time to really do it well, we thought we would just say... Ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> because you're leaving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the truth. Truth be told, I have two trips that I'm escorting, two different sets of people. And then, by happy coincidence, I got several bookings to plan trips for one is a family from Manhattan, one's a couple from uh, San Francisco, another group of friends from Austin, Texas. So all of a sudden I have a bunch of trips to plan for people over the Christmas and New Year's holiday. So that's great news because that just shows that people are finally going back to Italy and traveling and and happy to do it and happy to support the country and willing to put up with all the COVID regulations and things you have to do in order to fly, which is all good in the end. But definitely a bit time consuming. But anyway, it's a sign that things are coming back to Bellitalia. So that makes us very happy, but it also makes me very tired (laughs) (laughs) because I've been pulling some all-nighters. Oh, come on now. You have not been pulling all-nighters. I got up at 3.45 a.m. this morning. That's not because you couldn't sleep. You were stressed. Because there was so much to do for these (laughs) trips, right? And I hadn't even packed my clothes. Or my jewelry or anything like that. All right, let's so, just let's anyway, just jump into the trips. Let's carry on. So we can't give you the Venezia episode, but we will in the future when we come home. So right now we just wanted to say that we will be giving you a lot of fun little tidbits from the road because yes. I am doing a road trip with the first group of women. I think we mentioned this before, but it is a bunch of women that I'm taking each time. Meow. And Tom nicknamed them the The kitten kitten club. (laughs) The kitten club. But he's escorting, well, he's coming with me on the third week as the Tomcat. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the kitten club goes to Italy. Anyway, so I am leaving tomorrow and I'm meeting the first group of women in Milano. And from there, we are 
picking up a rental car and driving to Lago di Como, staying in my absolute favorite place, which I mentioned before in one of our episodes on Lake Como. These two brothers renovated this boathouse and it is a gem. So we are staying there for three nights and then we're carrying on. Well, first, I have to admit that we're going to meet a bunch of friends, a bunch of my old friends each night in Como and all the different villages. Then we are carrying on to Monte Pulcino in Tuscany and we're staying in a renovated castle. And let, and, can we just, let's go back to the group of people who will be meeting in Como. Mickey, oh. who's, who's a Danish meat dealer who lives in Switzerland, who we've stayed with several times. He has a home in Lake Como, but he no longer lives there. Um, he and, was born in Italy. He was born in Italy, yes. To Danish parents. Yes. But lived his entire life there. Yes. Married a Danish woman, raised his four Danish daughters there, but they're all, they're more Italian than they are Danes. Well, they're half and half, yeah. but an amazing family. Yes. And he's, he's the individual that helped me <clears throat> eat my way through the animal kingdom yes. on my first he, trip he to Italy. A, he is a Kimberly. meat man. That's yes. for sure. He, he barely puts up with me cause I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and anyways, a few of his daughters are coming and our other friend Christian's coming. So, and then I'm going to meet my old friend Paul from high school who has lived in Milano since uh, like the early 80s. No, early 90s. So we're going to see a lot of my old friends. Anyway, from Lago di Como, we're driving south to Monte Pulcino in Tuscany. And we are staying in a renovated castle. It was renovated recently in the last few years. And it is one of those gems just a dream to walk into. And they are closing the 1st of November. So we're there for the last few days and they're having all kinds of special dinners and wine tastings and it will be oh so fine. And also while we're in Multiple Chino, we are meeting up with my old friend, a chef named Paolo, who is going to take us around to different wine tastings, vineyards, olive orchards, cheese producers. I want to see mozzarella di bufla made for the first time ever. Mm. So we're spending the entire day with Paolo. And then we're going to drive through Valdorcha and all those incredibly idyllic panoramas that you only see in Tuscany in that entire area. And the Kitten Club doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to stop like every two seconds and take photos because I have a bigger and better camera than from the last time I was there. And it's just the most stunning landscape and a visual overload of everything that you think of is Italy. But at this time of the year, no cars, no traffic, no tourists. I'm so excited. So, And in addition to, she's had a a fast introduction to recording technology. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and she'll be recording interviews and giving commentary on her trip in Italy. And we may be posting that. I may be posting that Piccolo Pezzo pieces um, every other day. Who knows? Depends how well I do. Depends Tom is sending do. me off with a backpack full of different, <laughs> here's this microphone with dual heads. And there, then there's this one with a windscreen. And then there's this one that's, 
blah, blah, blah. So, and then I have to download apps for all of them while I'm on the plane tomorrow. Anyway, so we'll see how I do. Hopefully, well. I'm sure you'll do fine. Mm -hmm. The pictures will be better. I'm a photographer after all. Anyway, from Montepulciano, then we are driving to Roma. And we are staying in this sweet little place that I have sent so many clients to over the years, but I have yet to stay there and meet them in person. And it's in this car-free zone in Roma near the Villa Borghese. So a perfect, perfect location to walk everywhere. We basically have the entire palazzo. It's a narrow old palazzo that these men renovated. They have three of them in Rome and they are just perfect. No reception, no bar, no restaurant, just a, as if you're living in as Rome. A, as if you're living in Rome. I was going to say, it's exactly. like you have a private house. Exactly. But they have their concierge and everything you need on a whim, but you have your own key and you just come and go and you're living in your own house. And keep in mind, I chose every single accommodation throughout these this entire three-week trip for the intimate, small, non-hotel aspect, all because of COVID. Right. And I do have an extensive list of these kind of places because personally, I prefer non-hotel type accommodations. You know, it's fine to have a bar or a restaurant, but the smaller, the better for me personally. But obviously, I will book anything for anyone according to their desire. But in this case... Because of COVID, even though Italy is doing very well compared to the U.S., we are staying in very small family-run places, limited amount of people coming and going. From Roma, we are driving down to Matera. And for any of you that have seen the new James Bond movie, which I am a huge James Bond fan, but have yet to see it, the movie starts and ends with scenes from Matera. And this is one of the oldest inhabited civilizations or oldest inhabited cities in the world to this date. So we are staying in one of those seven century stone cave dwellings that they call the Grotto Suite, the executive Grotto Suite. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? The exe- we're staying in an executive roto suite. Julius Caesar stayed there. Right? <laughs> it's very cute. Anyway, so we're staying there three nights, and we are doing a nighttime tour with one of their local friends that tells you the history of the Sassi, and the Sassi is the name, S-A-S-S-I. Sassi is the name of these original caves. There were just fourth century, fifth century caves where this group of Italians lived. No, you can imagine what was what it was like in the fourth century. And they've preserved them, but they light them up at night with like probably fake candles. Probably know? those little LED yeah, flickering. Those little LED that Otherwise you'd have like to candles. light like exactly. 90,000 of them. But anyway, so we're going to take a nighttime tour with that because they light all the saucy up and there's hundreds of them. And to be able to walk through that with a local that can tell you about his ancestors that 
lived in these sassy caves. I cannot wait for that. I think it's going to be amazing. And anyway, after three nights there, four days, then we're driving on to Puglia and we are staying in a trullo. That's a hard word to roll your tongue for the R. Trullo. So those are those limestone caves where all the olives were stored after they were picked. Do you want to try rolling your tongue? No, like you know that? I can't do it. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> well, I, I I didn't do well right <laughs> then. I'm overly tired. <laughs> Trullo. Yes. How's that? It sounds and great. Trulli for um, multiple. Anyway, so we are staying in a Trullo for two or three nights, and then we're going to take little road trips to all the individual mountaintop villages that are unique and different from each other because they have so many different historic cultural influences. Some were ruled by Turks, the Ottoman Empire, some were Greek, but they're all basically white. Every single building is white down in Puglia because of the heat. The heat. It's incredibly hot in the summer. And so people never went there because it was oppressive. But now... You know, there's things called like geothermal air conditioning and some renovations. And so now it's become a little bit of a hot spot. So we're hopefully going to be there in a non-crowded, non-popular time frame. Then from there, my first kitten club group flies from Brindisi to Rome, and then they're flying home to the United States. So I'm staying for a few days by myself and I am staying in this little gem I found in Ostuni, one of the white villages that looks to me more Greek than Turkish. And I cannot wait because I was there maybe... More Greek than Italian. Definitely. What did I you say? You said Turkish. Well, there is Turkish influence in right. some of the towns. Right. So this one looks more Greek than either. Okay. Turkish or Italian or whatever. Santorini in the... Um... Yeah. I've never been to Greece, so okay. I can't really say... But anyway, so um, I'm very excited to be there for a couple of days on my own. And then the next group of kittens come. And Tom here is the manly escort. And we are calling him the Tomcat. Meow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Don't do that. I won't. <laughs> anyway, so I'm five, of, punchy. five of them are flying into Rome and then hanging out for a couple hours in the Fiumicino airport and then taking a little 50-minute flight to Brindisi, where I will pick them up in a van. I have rented a Volkswagen Caravelle van. And the reason I want to point that out is because this first place that we're going to stay in this little village called Monopoly, like the board game, but spelled with an I at the end, so Monopoly is on the Adriatic, built onto the cliffs, looking down onto the coast, onto the water of the Adriatic. I was uh, WhatsApping because, FYI, every single hotel owner, car rental, barista, restaurant owner, they all just live on WhatsApp. So you can't email. Email is like old school, old people. It's like sending a letter. <laughs> It's like, it's like, um, what do you call that? What, Tel did, what did they do in the war? Yeah, telegraph. <laughs> no, not even like, dee, 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 dee. anyway, so uh -huh. they just look down on 
email. email. So I have to now be texting via WhatsApp all day long. And this this woman of the place in Monopoly, I asked her since it's a you know car free zone, the historic section of this teeny weeny town. I said, so can you just give me like the GPS points of wherever I can drive as close as possible so I can drop off, you know, my guests because they will have just flown from the United States and they'll be a bit tired. So if I can prevent them from walking two kilometers from public parking, that would be great. And she said, va bene, che tipo di macchina? What kind of car do you have? I said, well, actually, I've rented this Volkswagen Caravan, <laughs> Caravelle. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing the same thing you did with the Lancia. I know. She's like, oh, no, no, no. You can't drive anywhere in the village with that. The streets are basically wider than your shoulders, and that's it. No cars. I was like, okay. So I will drop you guys off. I don't know. I can't promise. It'll be the Tomcat carrying bags all the way. <laughs> Tomcat, Tom Porter. Yep. Yep. That's why you're the only man. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to stay in Monopoly in this sweet place with these two sisters that renovated the, their family home. I think it is. And we stay there for three nights, four days. And then from there, we're going back to Matera to the Stone Village executive suite cave that I will have stayed in the week before because I want to share this with everyone. This place is so amazing and so special. And I kind of think it will be Matera itself will be a little inundated after the James Bond movie, but whatever, we'll be there first. So we go back there, uh, two nights, three days there. And then we drive back to Brindisi and fly, drop off the van that's too big to fit anywhere and fly. Thank God it's not a Punto. Yeah. Well, this is a Punto on steroids. <laughs> it's not a Punto. Anyway. And then we are going to Rome for five nights, five nights, six days. And I will have been there the week before, but this will be Tommaso's first time. First time in Rome. I've been through that airport, I don't know how many times. <laughs> but who cares? But it's like I, saying I went through the airport no, in no, Hong no, Kong. No, 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 no. But I've always wanted to get up to, to go, but there's never been enough time. I'm very excited to go to the Coliseum, the Pantheon. And here's the exciting news. For the first time ever, the arena below the Coliseum, where the gladiators and all the animals that they fought... Where Russell Crowe hit up. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it's in the movie. Right. Gladiator was the name. Right. Anyway, so it is open for the first time in history. So it's been open for a couple months. Tickets are very hard to get. And I'm trying to score us tickets to a nighttime tour, a group of only 10 people or less. So that could be just us. Right. And to walk around the arena under the Coliseum at night lit by, again, candles, whatever kind of candles. But can you imagine to be able to walk through there knowing how many centuries ago those brutal games took place? And I mean, it was a horrible thing, but, you know, it's kind of not beautified, but it, all we know of it is from the movies. But in real life... It was 
Oh, eating by a line is kind of nasty. Yeah. Ugh. But most important thing is I'll be in Rome and I can actually have that wonderful caucho dip. Caucho a pepe. Pepe, which I went back for like the fourth servings at the Prada America's Cup party. And got oh yeah, the, last summer. <laughs> got side eye. Well, cu- no, not last Two summer. Two summers ago. Two summers ago. Got some side eye from the cook. For those of you that don't know, Roma is most famously known for their pasta. They love pasta more than any other region. And they their pride and joy is carbonara, but that has some bacon and whatnot in it, lots of cream. It's I'm going to try that. Not my favorite. I have but to try that. Yes. But then there's caucho e pepe, and caucho is a type of cheese, and pepe is pepper, and that's it. So we are going to the most famous place. I won't divulge the name right now. You'd have to get in touch with me. And they actually make it at your table, like on the spot. And then you eat it immediately. And it is a life-changing, dream, amazing meal. But Rome is all about the pasta. Mm -hmm. Unlike other regions, other cities, there's pesce, there's fish, there's Oso Buco in Milano, there's meats, this, that, and the other. Anyway, Rome pasta. So that means that I'm going to try and walk like 14, 18 kilometers a day (laughs) (laughs) to combat the amount of pasta that we'll be eating. Anyway, and when all this is over, these various trips, then we will be coming back November 17th and... That's when we will finally finish Venezia, parte tre, on Murano and Burano. Right. And until then, I'm going to try my best and be patient with me in case the audio quality isn't perfecto. I'm always patient with no, you. No, not you. I'm asking our friends here our, that listen our audience, to Kimberly's our wonderful Italy. audience. Yes. Right. So if the... If the audio isn't perfect, I'm doing my best. But there's a lot of technology involved in so many things right now. And again, I'm overly tired, but I will prevail and we'll see what we can get you. And we'll have a full episode when we come back, both of us, I'm sure, with plenty of fun road trip stories. Late third week, fourth week of November. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in time for your Thanksgiving type Holiday weekend. Yes, you can. You can While you, you're making turkey and mashed potatoes and all yeah. that other stuff, you can listen to the stories of caucho e pepe yeah. and carbonara and all the wine we're going to drink and then all the exercise we're going to do when we get home. <laughs> so the bottom line is the next couple episodes are going to be kind of eclectic. Right. Because you're going to have some stuff from Kim who should be recording in Italy and uploading to the cloud. I'll be downloading and editing it. And we have uh, Conrad coming back, our friend Conrad, the uh, gentleman who lived in Via Reggio and, and Luca. Luca. And, we'll mm-hmm. be, and he's been all over Italy. We're talking about some other stuff. I'll try and do my best to fill in for my wonderful effervescent little Lipschin here. And um, That would both, be me? Yes, that's your dear. <laughs> anyway, and I'm also going to interview some friends while we're there. A man named Marco Maximiliano, who is half Italian, half American. Their family has owned a property for over four centuries that I am taking my friends to see. 
and they have built a polo farm on it, a polo field, polo I should field. say, because he's a polo player. And they also unearthed a Roman aqueduct on this property. And to me, that is the ultimate. To be able to walk on a Roman aqueduct. Oh, okay. So lots of fun friends to interview and we'll see what happens and I'll do my best. Thank you very much for your tolerance and we'll see what happens, but you know there will be some fun stories coming your way from Bell Italia. And thank you very much for the latest reviews on Apple Oh iTunes. yeah, really sweet ones. Really, very really nice. nice. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. We put a lot of effort into this and when people respond the way those reviews are, it just makes it all worthwhile. So thank you That's very, right. very much. That's why we do this on a Saturday night because <laughs> it's for you guys. Because. <laughs> all right. Okay. Grazie tanto. E ci vediamo a presto. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.